Well, good day to you. It's Joel with Viking Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about the sponsor of today's podcast, ELIC. As you know, our mission here at Just Different is ultimately bridging faith and culture to take the gospel message to all the ends of the earth till all have heard, and ultimately continuing to fill the great commission given to all believers by Jesus in Matthew 19.26. And this organization shares in a very similar goal. They spread hope and create life change in the most challenging parts in the world, such as Asia, the Middle East, and even North Africa. ELIC sends people to teach English in these unreached areas, providing training, support, and a team of passionate people who are ready to make a difference. They see English education as an opportunity for people to come together, share life, and come away with broadened horizons. Whether you're a college student, recent graduate, or beyond, ELIC has a program for you. For example, they have two to six-week options in the summer that are perfect for college students and recent graduates, as well as their nine-month Global Ambassador Program is a great option for recent college graduates. So this is an amazing opportunity for us to be the church and continue to impact the world, advancing the kingdom outside the four walls on a Sunday. So if God has called you to create global impact, bridging faith and culture, visit ELIC.org slash just different. That's ELIC.org slash just different. Now let's get into the episode. Yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks. Starks the artist. You are now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. We are back again for another Friday solo episode from yours truly. And today we're really getting into a conversation on what I refer to or like to call compromise sacrifice or cheap offerings that we give to God. And this is really sparked by a conversation we just recently had with a good friend of ours. And it's the idea that sometimes we give to God what he does not want, or rather it's not the first fruits of what we actually have. And so Jordan was or has been reading through this particular verse or passage in Malachi that you know, inspired a lot of this that was giving me a lot of insight. Yeah, no. So I was, uh, I was in a Bible study and the, the verse or the chapter that they were coming from was Malachi one. And that's the same theme that you just mentioned in the intro was in this chapter. And I was like, it hit so different. This is the first chapter of Malachi two. Like they came swing, bro, swinging, bro. And it's just, it was real convicting. So I'm going to just go ahead and get straight into it. We can read, we can read the chapter real quick. Um, Not the whole chapter, just a few verses that really stuck out to me. So this is chapter one of Malachi verse six. Then we're going to read to like verse 10. So he says, a son honors his father and a slave his master. If I am a father, where's the honor due me? If I am a master, where's the respect due me, says the Lord Almighty. It is you priests who show contempt for my name, but you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? By offering defiled food on my altar, but you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying the Lord's table is contemptible, when you offer blind animals for sacrifice, is that not wrong? When you sacrifice lame or diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Oh, that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you would not light useless fires on my altar. I am not pleased with you. 
and I will accept no offering from your hands. My name will be great among the nations from where the sun rises to where it sets. And every place incense and pure offerings will be brought to me. Incense and pure offerings will be brought to me because my name will be great among the nations. So I want to emphasize the part in verse 11. He says, in every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought before me. Right. So in these first few verses that I read to you, the whole theme is the fact that God was upset at the priests because they were giving him the defected animals that were blind, that had disease, the stuff they didn't want. Like the, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 this wasn't the pick of the litter. This was the scraps. It was given it to God. It's not like you're defiling my, off, my, my altar, right? And in, in the verse, he says, I would rather you just shut the doors. I, don't, I would rather you not sacrifice anything at all than to sacrifice to me something that it means nothing, right? That isn't actually a sacrifice. So translating that to my own life, this is something that is a reoccurring lesson because it, there's always something you need to be putting on the altar. Um, there's always a sacrifice. We've talked about it before. John three sixteen says, God so loved the world, so he gave his only son. He loved us, so he gave, he sacrificed. So it's like you say you love God, but what do you sacrifice and what have you given him, right? So that's just where I've been at. And, and, and with different levels, there's different things that you need to be sacrificing. For example, so the issue was the fact that they were giving sacrifices that, that weren't fit. So I think in our lives, we grow. So in one season, what was a, a sacrifice, something that was difficult to give up? And the next season is not going to be acceptable anymore, right? You, you, have, to, you have to give him more. Um, I think that's what a lot of people fail to realize. Like with every season comes something that you have to shed, something that you have to let go of. And I think I'm in this season right now in my life where I'm having to give up things that don't even necessarily inherently seem bad or harmful, which is always difficult. It's something you come to understand, but when you have to give up something where you don't necessarily see the bad in it, it's like, dang, like I really got to give that up. You know what I mean? So it's like, for me, let's make it general and then we can get into specifics. It's been my comfort, right? Something I've been having to put on the altar and forsake is my comfort, right? My, my pleasure. Proverbs says that he who loves pleasure will become poor. Pleasure is not something that we should be always indulging in, but something that should be put on the altar. So with little things like, and this is something, a reoccurring lesson, like spending so much time being entertained by social media or being entertained by media in general, Netflix. Um, I'd be watching random YouTubers that don't really be benefiting anything to my life. Um, even food, like I've been fasting this month and it's like even to an extent, certain foods I'm having to give up. And when I was, when I was a new believer, these were, weren't things that I necessarily needed to give up, if that makes sense. Like when I, when I was a new believer, there were other things that needed to, be, needed to be put on the altar. Like this, first things first, right? Like get rid of that bad relationship. First things first, let's get your environment right. First things first, let's get rid of these very obvious idols in your life, right? Um, this relationship. Um, uh, you know, for some of us, it's like vices, like drugs, whatever the case may be. Um, th those had to go at first. And then once those are gone, 
a lot of you have a misconception. It's like I'm good. Like I, there's there's nothing there's nothing more left to give, but there's always something more left to give, right? And it's always coming to a place where you're at, constantly asking God to reveal the things in you that don't need to be there, and He'll always answer. He always answer. He'll show you like what 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 needs to go. Um, so that's where I'm at now. I think honestly, I said generally comfort. Um, Cause I notice, like even in the form of food, like I just get a lot of comfort there, and I and I would notice, and this is so, it's one of those things. It's like, oh, Jordan, that's not that deep, but it's like it really is. Like, like when God shows you something, you gotta give up. Like I would over overindulge, bro. Like anytime I ate, like I'm eating until I can't eat no more, bro. Like bro, you see you what I'm did, saying? But you know, I used to get on you about that. You did, bro. I used you to did. be like, bro, you're eating like. And, and, and I, would, I, was, I, would I was joking and I was joking a bit, but I'm like, bro, you had three plates. Like you, those are your portion sizes are too big, gang. Like you don't I, need that much. I remember food. you would tell me that, but like, like I said, in that season of my life, I didn't care, bro. I was like, I'm not worried about like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, it's just food. That was my mindset. Cause at that time in that season, I just didn't feel like that was something on the forefront of my mind. That guy was telling me I needed to work on. There was other stuff. But now I'm in a season where it's like, okay, you dealt with that stuff. Now let's get to this. And I do remember you would always tell me that. That's so crazy. But now I'm at the point where I'm realizing like, yeah, that's, there's something deeper there, bro. Like that's even like a lack of self-control, right? That's, that's gluttony. Like that's something that we talked about in the last episode, like, like lusting after more, like be satisfied with, with what you need. You know what I'm saying? And once you get to that point where you've met the need, like you're good, like stop going past that point. So, um, even practically, that's a big thing. Even I've been, I've been definitely yeah, trying to work huge. on. Yeah. yeah. Take what you need, not what you can. Success mm. comes easy to a simple man. Yeah. Do the work. That's a simple plan. <laughs> no, but no, I think again, I mean, that's just a process of sanctification. And, you know, off of Malachi, another catalyst to this conversation was the fact that God can't drop fire on an empty altar. Mm. And that stemmed from sometimes, you know, we ask the question of, all right, like, yo, where is God? Yeah, you know, we feel as if we're far from him. We're distant. We're not feeling his tangible presence to the level, to the degree, or the weight of that we once did. And we're we're clawing and we're taking steps and trying to get back to that particular place. And you know that fire can only come if there's something at the altar. Yeah, and but it also won't come if the offering isn't sufficient mm-hmm. to your point of like what was happening in Malachi and to the idea of cheap offerings, it's really asking the question of like, yo, like we talked about in the previous episode, am I doing all I can for God? But am I also giving the best that I can to him? Yeah. yeah. You know, and sometimes we'll give God something that he didn't ask for or mm. the thing that we're giving up, we're sacrificing or we're, you know, fasting from isn't really coming at a cost to us. Mm-hmm. And we think it's going to be sufficient for us to get to where we're where we're at and God's looking at it and it's not anything that he will accept. And so, yeah, you know, that looks very different given the situation and whoever exactly. the person may be, but sometimes it will be, well, you know, maybe I'll set aside music yeah. in this particular season or 
maybe these particular voices that I've lended my ear to, or maybe some of these environments, um, knowing that that isn't, you know, a, a huge or significant sacrifice. Right. Um, but think it's sufficient to give and, and put on the altar for God as if you're doing it in his name, but you're really doing it for your comfort. Mm-hmm. Because this is a thing that's acceptable. If anything, this is the ladder of like my cross. And, you know, I'll, I can give up that. That's, that's simple. That, that comes with ease. That, that's mm-hmm. not anything that is burdensome or like will really hurt the heart, you know? Yeah. But we understand that God does want it all. Um, he wants it all. At all costs. And so, you know, these cheap, offerings, compromised sacrifices is still an empty altar um, and no fire can come. That's fire. It's still an empty altar in God's eyes. Uh, until until he sees a thing that's supposed to be there, it's an empty altar. Until he um, sees what's supposed to be there. It's, it's an empty hard. altar. Um, so I remember, this is such a goofy example, bro, but I remember back when we were younger, we used to go to, we were at New Birth, was a church we were at. And we would do consecration time at the same every year. We would do. Um, it was around August. Yeah, we would we would do consecration, and our parents and you know our youth leaders they would always ask us, like, "What are you giving up?" My parents would be like, "Yo, Jordan, what are you, what are you giving up for consecration?" Like, because they would usually be fasting from food or something. But I was young. I was like, "I'm not fasting from food." Like, what are you talking about? Um, so like, but choose something. I remember I would choose stuff like. Yeah, I can fast from the Xbox. Knowing good and well, I didn't really care <laughs> about playing the Xbox, bro. Like, I was turning off the Xbox and going to watch Netflix. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I remember it was just such a lousy. Like, <laughs> and and the, the thing is, like, I somewhat knew the significance, but I was still like, yeah, at least I'm giving something up. Like, that was my mentality. And I think sometimes that's the mentality you have. Like, yo, at least I'm giving something. Like, that's the whole point of it, right? Like no, the point of it is 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 giving a sacrifice. By definition, a sacrifice is something that it doesn't come easy, right? Um, I I think, hmm, yeah. So so it's about changing your perspective, and even in the vein of changing your perspective, God's been teaching me to change my perspective about the difficulties of putting whatever it is on the altar or giving a sacrifice. Changing my perspective on it right because i always ask god to make me more like him like every time i sit down and pray that's one of my main prayers like god refine me form me more into who you are i want to be just like you right he sacrificed bro and it was difficult he suffered so it's like you're looking at it like god this is such a difficult thing i don't want to do while i mean the whole time he's answering your prayer I asked God to make me more like Jesus and he told me to kill that thing in my life. That's the answer. That's the answer to my prayer because I'm becoming more like him. It's intimacy. That's something I mentioned in the episode. Um, I don't remember when it was, it was some, maybe a month ago. It's not suffering. It's intimacy. Intimacy. I think in that same vein with putting that thing on the altar, like you have to look at it that way. You have to look at it like I'm growing closer to Jesus because that that that's what he did and I remember I've been reading this book it's called The Obstacles the Way it's about stoicism but something I was talking about is no situation is inherently like good or bad that is a description we bring to it with our perception so it's like even looking at situations like that okay this situation I have to give this up to God 
this isn't necessarily a bad thing only if I perceive it to be. So it's literally about changing your perspective to look at it like it's a good thing because it really is. Um, so I wanted to add that because it can be daunting and hard and difficult to give up that thing. I'm not I'm not denying that. Um, it's it's very hard, but it's also simple. Right? Something something can be hard and simple. It's just giving it up and it's just putting it on putting it on the altar. Yeah. Um, but it's changing the perspective is huge. Like you have to change your perspective on it. Yeah. And break down suffering is intimacy once again because I loved whenever you explained it and it it was very profound and blew my mind. And I want to bring it mm-hmm. back here, especially for this conversation. Exactly. Exactly. So. I remember at the time when when God had like spoken to me, it was such a crazy, it was such a crazy thing because I didn't hear his audible voice, but it was as clear as in any audible voice you could hear, bro. Like it just, I don't even know how to explain it, bro, but I was sitting in my car and I was just going through a weird, confusing season trying to juggle a lot of decisions and choices. And I was like, God, bro, this is hard. Like what's happening? Why can't life just be easy? Like I remember saying that word for like, why can't this just be easy, bro? And he was like, it's not suffering. It's intimacy. And I've even gotten new language for this. So in Isaiah, the word the word describes Jesus as a man of sorrows, um, a man of sorrows, a man that suffered. And it's like if we want to be more like him, because that's our that's a part of our job is we're supposed to mirror who he is. Right. And it's like since that was such an intimate part of his walk in this process, when I'm experiencing it, it's like I'm becoming more like him you know what i'm saying like it's 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 intimacy in that sense i'm becoming closer to him the the more things in my life that i can have to create that that point of connection you know what i mean mm-hmm. is the more that i'm growing closer to him so if he was a man of sorrows and i'm praying to god to make me more like him i should not be looking at these obstacles like this suffering like it is um a bad thing like right. but it's 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 something that is making me more like that part of jesus right because he was that's how it described him um so yeah no that that's that was such a good perspective change that i needed to and have then, about life in general of course and then wasn't there an equation involved in that particular man i forgot about that no 100%. i'm glad you brought that up because yes. I, I, I remember i was talking like in the midst of me talking just now i was like i'm missing something like there was something else and i was trying to remember but i'm, I'm glad you remembered it because when he told me that i sat with it for a little bit because anytime he speaks to me i'm like i'm sitting with like okay there's more to this like there's a na- there's an analogy there's something bro so i'm sitting with it i'm like so i'm thinking about how we look at equations bro you never look at an equation for what it is but the product of it so if i'm looking at two plus two i don't look at that and say yeah bro that's two plus two i look at that and say that's four I'm, I'm i'm labeling the equation by what i'm getting from it not the equation itself so even with suffering you don't label that suffering because it's, it's about okay what comes at the end of that paul says it himself like count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds for it builds patience or some um virgin say perseverance so I, I shouldn't look at suffering and say that's suffering what are you getting from the suffering? No, that's not suffering. That That's patience. That's not suffering. That's perseverance. That's not suffering. That's intimacy. So it's like in that same vein, if you're not going to label the equation for what it is, but the product, label the obstacle, label the season, label the situation, not for what it is, but the product of what you're going to be getting from it. So that that was a, yeah, bro, that was such a crazy, 
thing that God yeah. spoke to me. No, that that's the one. And I think off of what was being mentioned in Malachi in that first chapter, I think what really stands out is they mention when the Lord is speaking, he's saying that doesn't a son obey his father mm. and doesn't a, um, a slave commit um heed the command of his master yep and then it goes on and continues to speak to the fact that offer these things up to your mayor or governor mm-hmm. and see if it is pleasing to him yeah and that just reminds me of it was a conversation that i had not too long ago and it was a, basically about how sometimes we can do work for other people that we wouldn't do for ourselves. So for example, if you have like a nine to five or rather if like you're in school and let's just say your boss, your manager, your teacher assigns you a particular task that needs to get done by a particular date, by a particular time, you will have enough reverence, respect, urgency to work on this particular thing. Shoot. Even if you put it off by eleven fifty nine PM, done. it's getting done some yeah. way or another. But it's interesting how when the role is reversed and we are the ones who are trying to put deadlines, tasks, or assignments for ourselves, our own projects, our own tasks, our own endeavors, that we don't have that same sense of reverence, respect, or urgency. Mm-mm. So if I say okay, I want to start like this business, this podcast, this channel, um, this club, this organization, this Bible study, and I need to have X, Y, and Z done by this time. We're very loose in that commitment, very. you know? Um, and it's interesting, and I think I, I relate that a lot to this in terms of, like, sacrifice. It's like, yo, like, if someone says I need your time from 9 to 5, it's something we will do. Yeah. But if that's something God wants to lay at the altar, it's something we're hesitant to do. Mm-hmm. Or we won't give in full to the level that we know that we can. Yeah. You know? And so it's just an interesting thought and something just to challenge yourself with, um, as I am, like even now. It's like the reverence that we give to all these other people in our life, right? Again, like our fathers, our family members, our peers, acquaintances, the media, public opinion, um, those who are um, managing like over us, that we don't give to God. That when those people speak, when 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 they ask or command our attention, we're you know what I mean. We're at their mm-hmm. feet, and we're and we're running toward them. But when it's God, it's like the altar is like empty. You know what I mean? You you do these things for them. Like he then I think he he says like, "Am I not like the Lord your God? Right. Like yep. your master, your father? Is that not me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So where is that? Like keep that same energy. Like where mm-hmm. um where does that go? And so I think that kind of dichotomy of just mm-hmm. action and how we handle different relationships or scenarios. It's very interesting to me, and it's so crazy that it's pointed out so clear there in Malachi. But yeah, again, to just empty, empty altars. I think it's we have a sacrifice, but it's like who are we giving that to? 
You know what I mean? Like there's an altar that we we're going to, but is it God's? Like we're what we have that we won't give to Him is going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I just I think that definitely stands out to me, and it's something just to look at and just realize, like, yo, again, you you mentioned this was this in an episode called Fear of God. And we were talking about, you were reading The All of God by John Brevere. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned the fact that the irony or the interesting thing about the fear of God is that like all other fears must bow. Or rather, when you have a fear of God, you lose fear of anything else. Yeah, And, you know, that's what comes to mind when I think about this um, and how we handle all these different situations is there's one altar, one God, and then that deserves, you know, it all and not getting those confused. Yeah, I, I'm i just at the point in my life where I just no longer want to be someone who's like honoring God with my lips, but my heart's far from him. Cause like, if I'm being completely honest, like that's on and off been just a mentality for so long. And it's something that you subconsciously slip into. But the fact of the matter it is like, it's really so simple. Like when you break it down to like equations and this was this is this, and you do this it's the product. If you are not obeying God, you do not, love and fear him <laughs> like i don't know i just feel like at least not to the extent that you you're saying that you are you know what i mean because there's there's levels to it and it's like i never want to be saying like god i love you and you know what i mean right. and, and, and saying that I, i'm so grateful and so thankful but my actions and there's nothing to, to prove or back up those words mm-hmm. at all um i'm sick of that like i i, I don't, never want to be that person again so i think that's why I even think people listening, like you probably noticed a common theme in our conversations. Like, I feel like all of it has been this idea of respecting God, fearing God. You know what I mean? Like having the right heart. It's been a, it's been a common theme for a few weeks now because it's just been something God has been walking through, walking me through so heavily. And I think, hmm. I think the depth of your relationship with God will also be equivalent to the height of what you're willing to give. Like it'll always be equivalent. So it's like, if you want to go deeper with God, you have to give to the extent of what he's telling you to give. Right. And that same level of depth is the same height that you have to be willing to go to. Um, I think that's really what it comes down to at, at, at the end of the day. And that's it's like, it. I'm, I want to, I want to be, deep in my relationship with God, bro. Like I want to hear from him. I want to be at that point where I can pour into people and, you know, be that light for him on this earth, be that image bearer, right? The best, the best that I can. So it's like, I, I gotta, I gotta get to that height, bro. At the end of the day. No, that's the one. And I think it, you know, to a point that you mentioned earlier, is the fact that God so loved the world that he gave. Right. So if we're saying that we love him, we have to ask, like, what is it that we're giving and to what mm-hmm. extent does that look like? So, yeah, that's the one. No more, no more compromised sacrifices and no more cheap offerings. No more. I want to leave it. Like, I want to say, like, 
look at it like this. Like I'm saying, you got to change your perspective. You're already giving so much to this person, that person, this thing, this social media influencer, that show. You're already giving. It's just about changing the trajectory of what you're giving to and who you're giving to. That's literally it. You're already giving, bro. You already are. So don't even make it a big like, dang, I got to give this up. You already giving your time, bro. <laughs> you are in a constant state of giving your time, but it's like, what are you giving it to? You're in a constant state of giving your energy. What are you giving it to? You're already giving it. It's just about changing your direction. It's literally about pivoting and that's it, bro. So I guess mm-hmm. we can simplify it. Let's not even complicate it too much or make it seem like a bigger task than it is. Just remember, you're already giving. Just let me change my direction. It's literally it. Amen. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see y'all next week back with it on Wednesday and next Friday going in September. We have a lot of different conversations we've had with some amazing people. I can't wait to share with you all yeah. for next month. But you know what it is. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love.